Hello guys, and welcome to my fanfic readings. I'm sorry about the month of October. I was supposed to read uh, the continuation of my Gang Orca fanfic, but unfortunately I was suffering through major computer issues and mic issues. I have had more fix now. I think my voice comes in a little more clearer, but I don't think I'm going to continue to work on it. Uh, maybe every October kind of situation because there's just so much editing that goes into it. And because I wanted to be very immersive, it just takes too much time. I don't always have the mental capacity to deal with certain things. So I hope that you guys are down. But I'm going to do a completely different one. And you might want to buckle the fuck in because this one gets um, a little spicy. It is definitely a BL and it is Gojo X Ghetto from Jujutsu Kaisen. So sit back, chill out, and relax. Alright, see you at the end. <laughs> it's hard to be this hot by the hooligan P. Chapter 1, Leg Day. That's the last time I try to be fucking helping that asshole. I don't understand why you even bothered. Nanami said, finally taking a break from his sandwich. Go try to turn it and leave. You know, be a better person, rack up some good karma points. Gojo said aggravatedly playing with his salad. Yes, right mentality, but um, die. Ugh. Gojo slumped into his restaurant chair. Just do your job and stay out of his way. Easier for you to say, mister. I'm a great asset to the company and I'm never a minute late. The worst part is though. Uh, no, but I'm sure you want to tell me anyways. He said with a roll of his eyes, trying to eat his fries. It said he's too perfect. The man doesn't have a visible flaw. How is that possible? Like, I know I'm beautiful, but he's dissing competition. Oh no, the horror. Nanami said, dripping in irritated sarcasm. You don't understand. I've always been the hot guy everywhere, but if he comes around and now the higher-ups want to talk to him and have meetings with him and take him out on dates, like, yeah, I still get taken out for dinner and supposed to sound like I used to, and he keeps pointing out every mistake I make. Oh, okay. I get it now. Nanami said, starting to slip some of his cold foam latte. You're jealous that your pretty privilege isn't working like you're used to. And Mrs. Suvitor was holding you accountable for the stupid shit that you do on him every day. Yo, Nami, shut your mouth or I will shut it for you. Nanami shrugged, unfazed by Gojo's threats. Begrudgingly, Gojo tiptoed into the office while Nanami walked away, taking his seat on the far end of the office. Oh good, just who I've been looking for. Mr. Suguru said loud enough for Gojo to hear him across the office floor. But instead of looking, he just kept walking away, a shiver going up his spine. Mr. Suguru followed not far behind. Realizing that he couldn't escape him, Gojo opened his office door and Suguru followed right after him. Oh, hello, Mr. Suguru. What's going on? Wouldn't happen to be upset now all the little mistake you made that could have completely thrown off our shipping metrics. Mr. Suguru smiled professionally, his eyes closing with a harsh slant, 
Gojo wanted to grab the shiny thick hair that fell down his back in a low ponytail and yank it off his head. But instead, he calmed himself and smiled. No, I don't let constructive criticism get to me. Good to hear that because we have a new project too. Mr. Sugura proceeded to drop a file folder on his desk. I'll send you the rest of the file via email. Try to read through the instructions this time. Thank you. With a small hand wave, he left. Glaring daggers at his back, Gojo sat there, file in hand, watching the long legs and firm ass walk away, and his shiny hair wagged back and forth. Fuck off my dick. He murmured when he was sure Mr. Suguru was out of earshot. When the email came through, he wanted to bang his head against the desk. His assignment too was to composite a presentation of metrics on marketing department and the projected growth, meaning it would take a minimum of two weeks to complete with no time to review or even have a chance to get any feedback. If he wanted to do it on time, he'd have to start immediately. And that included overtime and possibly some working from home. The frustration was beginning to mount already, but he took the first step by opening databases and beginning his mad dash. After the third day of four extra overtime hours, he felt as if his mind was making him lose it. The exhaustion was taking a serious toll on him. He laid spread out on his futon, not wanting to go up, not wanting to make himself a meal. Desperate and tired, he closed his eyes, and then the thought of Mrs. Sugudu and his little smirk popped into his head. Fuck you. He said to no one in particular, just staring up at his ceiling. Even in my sleep, you still fucking afford me. He took off his boring work clothes and placed them all over the floor. He stretched out and let his body fall into sleep. In the morning, he'd felt no better than the day before. Instead, felt more frustrated with himself. And he decided that if he was going to do this, he needed to figure out how he was going to cope. And being stuck in his office all day like a prisoner, you know what? He might as well look good. Taking a couple extra minutes, he picked out a nice outfit, olive green pants, a tight black crew neck t-shirt, and light brown blazer and the black air forces he had, and he felt hot. Hotter than he had felt in days. And with that extra confidence boost that he received from his looks from both men and women, he strutted himself around with the utmost pride. When he strutted his way into the office, he was immediately crowded by women telling him how handsome he was and how come he didn't dress up more often, how much younger he looked, in just his casual clothing. His head held high as he waltzed his way through the halls when Spencer Suguru and Toji walked through. Gojo raised his nose, ignoring their assistance, when the subtle pulse of a vein on Mrs. Suguru's neck caught his attention. Gojo then reversed track and decided the best course of action was of course to be obnoxiously friendly. And with a posh laugh, he blurted out. Good morning. Soji said with a nod. And although jo Gojo wasn't in love with their contractor Toji, he did a 
appreciate his lust for money and his amazingly fit physique that would make even Zeus jealous. Yuta's eye twitched ever so lightly, but the reserved smile kept plastered on his face. I look forward to your presentation. Toji added as he walked off. Oh, I got you. To himself, enjoying Mr. Suguda's perfect facade crack ever so small. The day went on pretty uneventfully, except for at lunch when his office decided that they felt entitled to come to his room for a chat, which he fully entertained until Mr. Suguru came in like a shadow in the night, scaring everyone back into their offices. I see you're a very busy man, Suguru said, leaning against the doorframe. Yes, I am, so you probably should leave. I know you must have better things to do than talk to me all day. Hmm. There's something I need to discuss with you. Gojo didn't miss the vein at the neck pulsing but he stood quiet as Mrs. Suguru slammed the door behind him oh more work you have enough on your plate right now but I would like to discuss the dress coal policy since it's clear to me that you've been having some trouble with it ever do you mean as you are aware, we're a very large corporation. In our policy, it states that the gestalt must be business professional. Business professional is a lot more straightforward in shorts, shoes, uh, suits, ties, dress pants, and, and so forth. So, you know the true outfit does not qualify, and I'm tempted to send you home a change. Oh, I had no idea that's such a problem. Considering I'm stuck in my office, so how can I be distracting? Gojo said calmly, attempting to hide his annoyance. But then, a light bulb went off. But you know what, from now on, I'll have strict adherence to the dress code. I promise. Good. I would hope that we have no more distractions. Gojo smiled, attempting to hide the blaze of a thousand suns and the devil over his shoulder. Suguru raised an eyebrow, but deciding not to push it further, walked away. And now Gojo left work with a pep in his step that he hadn't had for a while. And for the weekend, he took his time visiting stores, grabbing a plan of action, trying outfits on. Ah, and he even reveled in his dreams and how he would mess with Mr. Suguru. He pictured the look of absolute rage on his face and that made him oh so giddy. Once the project was complete and the review was received, at the end of the presentation, the moment had come. And luckily for him, it fell on a Friday and he had all the time in the world to muster all the tenacity that he had had to create the ultimate Fuck you. The morning of, he pushed his silver hair back and click clacked onto the elevator. Heard all of the faces people made as he walked around, choosing instead to revel in his own sex appeal 
and for the first time, he had space in the elevator as he went up to his floor. Nanami's face turned bright red as Gojo waved hello from across the hall. Nanami's face immediately ran and grabbed Gojo by the wrist, pulling him away onto his own office, slamming the door behind him. I've seen you do stupid shit before, but this is a whole new level of insanity. Have you lost all their amount? Because boy, I will help you find it. Joe sat cross-legged on his chair. No, I haven't lost my shit. I really stress policy and it followed me to the letter. God, I hope you know what you're doing. He said, the tiredness evident in his eyes. Trust me, bro. He said, like the true menace he is. We will begin the meeting in five minutes. Masamuchi Yaga, the VP of directors, said, Toji, Kitakia, Idachi, Nanami, and Sigurus took their seats when Gojo shashayed in. All eyes stared when they heard the taps of his navy blue pumps. Gojo paused, letting them all take a look at his long toned legs in his short navy's pencil skirt and matching blazer. Good afternoon, everyone. Gojo stated excitedly, his hands on his hips. After the meeting, they were all invited to a local restaurant with the VP promising free food and drinks for everyone involved. Gojo, who had been impressed that no one had really reacted, at least not outwardly, except for the strange looks that he did, you know, expect. The whole time Gojo gave his presentation, Mr. Seguro could not take his eyes off of him, not for a single second. The fire inside kept Gojo warm. <laughs> and after two plates and three drinks down the hole, Gojo had had hit his limit and rested himself on Anami's shoulder as the VP progressively got more and more intoxicated. Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick, bro. Gojo alerted Nanami and hurried into the bathroom. After feeling much better and going to wash his hands, Suguru somehow appeared once again, closing the door behind him. His face seemed different, flushed as he walked a little less steady than usual. Gojo rolled his eyes, surprised to actually see him drunk, but not trying to let him have any kind of indication that he cared. Asked Gojo, who was calmly drying his hands. Why, what? Why do you parade yourself like a whore in front of everyone? Excuse you. Gojo began yelling, getting closer to his face. If you wanted to be a slut so bad, I could have helped you with that. Gojo was about to speak when Suguru placed his hand over his mouth, shoving him back into the sink. Gojo's head pressed against the mirror. You should know their place. You tap me every day, smiling and being so fucking cute. Expecting you not to want to shove my dick between those pretty little lips and yours to fuck it up till you're truly gagging for breath. Gojo felt his blood boil, but also his member rise to the occasion. Shame, anger, and desire boiled over. 
passed his tongue across Suguru's hand. He felt his grip loosen as he licked between his fingers. Another hand grabbed his ass, gripping it with enough strength to make him squeal. Look, I know I'm hot, but you don't have to lose your shit. Mojo commented right before Suguru's fingers started to explore his mouth. Suguru's hand gripped down on his thighs, pressing a considerable amount of pressure, and then quickly lifted it off, making Gojo lose his balance. Fuck. Gojo said, afraid that his back of his head would hit the mirror again. He closed his eyes when he felt something warm block the head of the mirror. His eyes opened to find Suguru staring down at him like a predator assessing his prey. Don't worry, baby. I got you. Yeah, but I don't want you. Gojo said, rolling his eyes and placing his high heels on Suguru's jacket. A menacing grin fell upon his face, and he grabbed Gojo's ankle and kissed it, while Gojo pressed on his skirt, trying not to let it expose himself to the horny bastard that he truly was. We both know that's a lie. I can tell how about your dick stands up for his henchmen for me. Or are you telling my eyes are lying to me? Fuck off. Well, I can fuck off, but I can suck you off. How about that? What do you say? Gojo felt taken aback, unsure what to say or do in the situation. It would be such a power trip to have him suck his dick like a lollipop. How many people could say that they had their bosses suck them off in a public restroom? His mind reeled the idea, and he looked at his sharp fairy-like features, and the disgusted smile, and the pointed eyes that stared at him through the soft black hair and the gauge ears that always made him seem much too cool for anyone. The strong large shoulders that blocked his path every day. He opened his mouth when a knock came through. Gojo froze. Sigurd passed his hand against Gojo's face, bringing, it, bringing him back to attention. Don't worry, I'll lock the door. It's just all about me and you, baby. I can't do this. Bill said, pushing him back and running back to the party. He took his seat by Nanami and tried to act cool as if nothing had happened. Suguru joined not long after, pouring drinks left and right. They had drank enough that the karaoke started to sound like a great idea, and they wobbled through the back of the karaoke bar, taking drinks left and right and taking turns singing their heart out. Gojo was still feeling very alert. His mind and his heart struggled against each other in a war. But he tried to enjoy watching Nanami sing and dance to Hey Ya by the Outcast, losing his tie as he sang. His glasses fell somewhere on the floor and Masaki cheered him on. Kyaka danced beside him, waving his hands in the air completely out of beat. Yet Tsukuru's head fell on Gojo's shoulder momentarily, and he freaked out but composed himself, watching the soft snores fall from his lips. Gojo didn't move for a while, just enjoyed the spectacle until the exhaustion set in, and they all agreed to go on except Tsukuru, who was still fast asleep. Why don't you take him home, Mr. Satoru? I know you guys don't live too far apart. Y'all don't want I'll even pay for the cab. Here you go. The VP suggested throwing money in Gojo's pocket. See ya. Annoyed, but with no other options, he took a cab, dragging Suguru with him.
all right thank you guys for joining me um i will have the next chapter up i promise just not today it's been a lot of work and it was daylight savings time in case somebody out there didn't know why you woke up feeling a little off today so anyways um in the words of charlie may um i'm coming back for you baby i'm coming back for you <laughs>